morning. I am Robin Binkley, and I am here with my amazing business partner, Courtney Muller, and we are Ladies Kicking Assets. We have an incredible guest with us today, Pastor Donald Rucker. Um, he has such an amazing story, and he is the founder of the Christian Development Center. Um, and it is really an honor and privilege. The three of us are all co-authors in this amazing book, Next Level, Your Life. And I just really, every time I read a story in this book, I am taken aback. And so we just want to welcome you, Pastor Rucker. And before we get started on any of our conversations, I just would like to say that the information that you hear here, we are not CPAs and attorneys, what information you might hear that you want to take further and dive deeper into, certainly reach out to us and, and email us, but also reach out to your legal team, your CPA, your experts who are certified in those fields. Uh, but I have a strong feeling that you're going to be reaching out to Pastor Rucker about um, his ministry, what they're doing in the California area and globally, really, you know, as I begin to really read about that, that really resonated with me. So welcome today. We are thrilled that you are here with us. Uh, thank you so much. Glad to be a part. Yeah. Yes. So before we hit record, we were having sort of a pre-conversation and I just, I stopped it because I felt like you were, it was this was our show we were about to have. And so I was hoping that you could share with us a little bit about yourself and where you are today in your ministry. And there's so many little pieces interwoven into that. Yes. Well, um, of course, I've uh, been married to Ethel, most wonderful person on the planet. Who there got you go. <laughs> 40 years. It'll be 40 years, December the 25th Ooh. of this year. So um, and through that experience and our time together, God has been utilizing us to um, push his agenda and his objective in the earth, which is the kingdom. And so we've been in ministry, uh, pastoring for 24 years now. You know, we have a nice ministry in the city of Montclair where we are definitely um, community driven. You mm -hmm. know, we've 500 people, families. Every month, we pass out thousands of clothing items to the community, have a unique parenting class that we offer the community. We have uh, served over, I think uh, estimate now is about 500 people through that. Mm -hmm. uh, we have the Joshua Project that we offer to young people, helping them to assimilate into mainstream society by preparing them for uh, you know how to do how to write a check how to set up credit uh a bank account yeah you know building interview skills and stuff like that and so and we have some unique partners because we could not do this that we are doing you know without people coming alongside of us Kyle Wilson is one of them mm -hmm. and um Target here in Montclair Metro Honda of Montclair the city of uh, Montclair itself, uh, Montclair Hospital, and uh, several others that I cannot name at the moment, but they they make the difference in uh, assisting us in doing what we are doing. And of course, we expanded uh, the ministry, you know, globally in the terms that we reach out to Nigeria. There's an orphanage over there that we help sponsor. And then we also minister to the people 
through our Power Talk presentation every Wednesday night. So uh, we're grateful to God. Never expected that it would be like this. Didn't see it when he initially called us. <laughs> we were just trying to please God when we obeyed. That was it. You know, really didn't have a vision until he gave it to it. Really didn't have a desire really to do anything but serve him. That the now never dream that we'd be doing what we're doing right now. Yeah. But we're grateful. So mm, I love mm. that. So just just a question. You know, you talk about the God whisper. Mm -hmm. uh, and you've sort of talked about that in your story. Um, and we've heard Ethel because she we had the privilege of visiting with her as one of our guests. Um, how the Lord really she hears his voice. What what do you do or how do you posture yourself in your life to hear the God whisper? You know what? I, I'm just curious, you know, because uh, it happens differently for others. And some hear the voice of God like and speak directly to God like Moses. Um, yes. And then others, you know, it's a little different. So what do you do to do that? Or how do you live your life or posture yourself? Just curious. Well, um, let me say it like this, is that I believe that uh, God is obligated and responsible to make himself known to everybody on the planet. And so with that theology, you know, my expectation is that he would honor his word and direct me as he promised he would, mm -hmm. according to Proverbs 3, 5, acknowledge him in all my ways and he'll direct my path. So I cultivated that. Uh, that methodology with him by every morning I get up and I give him space. Initially, I started, it was a struggle because God is invisible and you have to train your mind to uh, tune into the invisible. So I took a chair and placed it in front of me. And this was years and years ago, I took a chair and set it in front of me. And I took a notepad like this. And, you know, I wrote down everything that I needed to talk to him about. And I imagined him in that chair. And I would just share with him what was on my mind and what I thought about in my opinion, my objections. <laughs> and through that process, I tuned my uh, spirit to hear his voice more clearly now than ever before. And it is a methodology, I believe, that we have to approach God, you know, because God is always speaking. But many times because our minds and our hearts are so cluttered with so much information coming in that we can't discern who's speaking. And God doesn't yell. He, he's, he doesn't yell. He is very he's a gentleman. I would say it like that. So you have to tune your heart to really hear what God is saying, then measure what, what you heard based on what is already written. God would never speak outside of his written word. He is consistent in his principles and his guidelines and precept that he's already given to us in the 66 books that we have. So, yeah, that's what I do. And every day I expect him to tell me something or lead me some way or give me some insight. And I tell him this all the time. I said, because if you don't, if you don't direct me, I promise I'm going to tell everybody you did. <laughs> <laughs> You're a silent God. <laughs> I know that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> so that's 
that's the method I take uh, in my life. And um, however, when I first met the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, I didn't really know know anything about him, uh, any theology, hadn't been trained in scripture. And uh, but he revealed himself to me. And the first thing he asked me to do was marry my wife, who I did not know. And now hindsight, I look back on that. That was the first test for me and really understanding lordship. Mm. Uh, most people, most believers accept him as savior. But, you know, we haven't really embraced the lordship of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. That was our first test to see if I would obey him regarding my wife, because I didn't know Ethel. We didn't know each other. We didn't know each other's family. We didn't really date. You know, three times we went out. That really wasn't any dating. No. And we joke about it now, you know, say, hey, if I'd have known your family, she said, if I'd known your family, God would have a problem. <laughs> It wouldn't have happened. <laughs> no, we probably would have did a Jonah experience with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so through that experience, you know, he has revealed himself periodically and over 40 years with me, telling me things to do, sharing things with me to do. And when I do them, they come to pass. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been a remarkable journey with him. Yeah. So I found it interesting, you know, when I was um, re- rereading your story um, where it talked about, and this, I would like to just ask you about, you know, were you discouraged? There were, it appeared there were like two years when you had, um, y'all had started your ministry and business in your living room. Yes. Then you um, outgrew your home and you were at the Brethren uh, campus. Right. But then you went then to Montclair, and I believe it said there was a two-year window of time before you found a property. Um, uh, actually, I get that mixed up somewhere or somehow. Yeah, it was the, I think it was in the home. We have always, I mean, from the home, we've always been in a place. God led us to the Brethren Church. Yeah. That opened up. And then as we began to grow, we moved to another building. Right. And we're in the 10,000 square foot building that we're in right now. But yes. home experience, you know, to answer your question, was I ever discouraged? Uh, I was, I wouldn't say discouraged. I was terrified. Okay. You know, in the home. Uh, um, uh, I, I, to give you some background, I, God tells me, you know, to open the door of my home and begin to teach people his word. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't know anybody. <laughs> what people? There were there were no people. There was no family, no friends that I can invite to come over and stuff. But he promised me, he said that he would draw people to me mm-hmm. through the animals to Noah. And sure enough, when we initiated that Bible study in our home, people showed up and said, I understand you have a Bible study going on. That was amazing. And that was terrifying because I had a lot of insecurities back then. I wasn't sure of myself. My confidence just was not there. I know I heard God and I wanted to please God. I just was... Wasn't sure that he knew what he was doing by choosing. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So a lot of insecurities, a lot of uh, inadequacies I felt early on in ministry. So not not discouraged, but terrified at the fact of not pleasing him, Mm. not pleasing him. And so uh, for four years, I really tried to sabotage the ministry by not doing the things that I needed to do not really putting my heart into it, not going out there like I am right now, uh, only because of my insecurities and uh, feeling that God made a mistake by choosing me. You got to, And to help you understand that, I come from a background. I grew up in the state of Mississippi and uh, uh, with a single parent mom. I had a father, but my father wasn't really in my life. He had another family in the same same city. And so I had all of these issues growing up uh, in the state of Mississippi that kind of shaped my perspective of life. And uh, and I was angry and rebellious, you know, against my mom, against authority, against everybody. So uh, coming into the kingdom and God is telling me that he wants to utilize me to be a voice of peace for his people. Terrifying. <laughs> right. So I don't right. that. Yeah. And that he's going to bring the masses. And boy, has he done that. And so I think sometimes, you know, um, and Courtney can probably speak to this uh, just like I can, you know, we know there's uh, steps that we need to take, but sometimes fear can kind of uh, get a hold of you. I think we all truthfully experience that here and there. And, um, you have to overcome those voices in your your head and step out um, in faith, in alliance with the will of God, especially when you've heard him, his voice. It's been affirmed through scripture and prayer and mentors and such. Um, it can, it, it, you, we still, we're still human, you know, we oh, still share yeah. the same feelings. Yeah. Um you know, yeah. to, to just like we have a tendency to kind of judge others. And I don't, I don't want to say judge, but, you know, we have these thoughts of, of who we are and, you know, God uses people in ways that we didn't even realize he would use them. But sometimes we take things that we would consider to make somebody a bad person, or maybe look at their, their history and in the things that they went through through life to determine yeah. in our minds whether they are the right fit to be exactly. you, know, <laughs> you know the bible study that i just finished we talked about that familiarity and when jesus returned to the place that he grew up you know our our pastor's wife does our bible study and she's amazing but she said you know how these people didn't receive him well because they thought Jesus what you know I I had a sleepover with him in seventh grade and you know like this is this is the person that's ministering so it's just funny how we do that not only and like I said I guess it kind of is a, a judgment but you know God uses his people in different ways and a lot of times he takes a, a mess and turns it into a, a message and. And you know what? At the end of the day, he's going to put that on the the right ears and 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 help us spread that in ways that we just don't understand. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think the scripture says in Corinthians, "He choose foolish things to confound the wise." Mm-hmm. So once I got the confidence in that, I was all right being the foolish thing. 
So, <laughs> yeah. And I love it today. Yeah. So, yeah. It's so who, who are some of the mentors that have sort of helped you along the way over oh, the last? James Henry. Uh, he's gone on to be with the Lord right now. My first mentor, my first teacher. As a matter of fact, my teaching style is based on what he taught me. He took me up under his wings and because he saw something in me and I really just patiently poured into me. Then there's Dr. Ivy Hilliard out of Houston, Texas. That is my spiritual father, if I could say that. Anytime I need to hear from God, it comes through that man. Anytime I need a direction, uh, I'm missing, I'm just uh, not sure I can, I get it from that man. That is the man really? that told me to follow. And uh, and when I, what I mean by that is not like I, I go to his house and we talk every day, but this is the person that God placed before me that pattern my life, my ministry after my marriage after. So he's the voice that uh, God utilized to really uh, assist me in my growth and development. Then there's Dr. J, I mean, Dr. Earl Johnson, another powerhouse, man, uh, seasoned in the word that uh, really helped shape me in terms of, you know, how to interact with God's people. You know what I mean? My, how to measure your expectations in ministry. And then Shelton Reed, oh my God, Pastor Shelton Reed, uh, that's a really good friend of mine, and um, that's someone that I I can bounce things off of. I mean, I can get raw with. I mean, just raw, mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and not feel judged. Uh, oh man, where's your fate or anything like that? So yeah, don't and we all need people like that? You, then of course, my wife. Yeah. Elton has been a tremendous instrument in uh, in my theology, in my uh, in the reality of God for me, because I right, really saw Jesus in her first. Because when I came to Jesus, Elton was already in Jesus, and she already had an established relationship. And uh, it was through her that I asked many questions, and it was through her that I was able to, even at the point when we, were, I was thinking about divorcing her. In the first part of our marriage, the first three years was hell because Elta wasn't trained and she wouldn't listen. Yeah, right. <laughs> Good thing she got you in line. <laughs> Y'all forgive me. Oh, <laughs> Lord. No, we get it. Courtney and I are right there along with you. Yeah. <laughs> She just wouldn't go along with the plan. And so, but it was through, it was in her that I saw the reality of Christ based on her living the word. Because I was really planning on divorcing her because it just was not going well. <laughs> and that was easy out for me. And, uh, yeah. and um, I saw her one day. I mean, she was coming out to the kitchen in our in our apartment at the time. And she walked past me as I'm sitting on the couch and there was a presence behind her. Walking with her, the Lord Jesus himself. And that changed my perspective. So, oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah. She's she's very interest, inst instrumental. I mean, I don't think I could have made it uh, where I'm at today without my wife. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I love she's that. A cheerleader and my biggest mentor also. Yeah. 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 
And that just kind of reinforces, you know, the kinds of people that you surround yourself with. Um, you know, I'm very intentional about that. And even with my my close friends, because if you go to them with a problem, you know, are they basing their answer on the word? Is the guidance that, you know, and help that they're giving you, you know, aligned with, you know, where they should help send you? You know, Robin, Robin has been a great person for that for me, where she always, you know, manages to bring you know, the word in and help me to guide. But I tell you what, we had something very powerful said in this last Bible study. And somebody said, you know, when you have an issue, do you go to the phone or do you go to the throne? And I was like, oh, that just gave me chills just now. And I thought that's, um, that's so important because, you know, it's so easy to pick up the phone and start calling your friends and, you know, what do you think about this? And so that has caused me to stop and take a, a pause for a minute and, you know, speak to God about what's going on and what does he have to say to me? And I'm always praying for discernment because good grief, the Lord has a special two by four with Courtney's <laughs> name on it that he has to whack her. He has to whack me in the head and be like, oh my gosh, how many times do I have to tell you what I'm trying to tell you? <laughs> that, is so that is so good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. So I just, I, I think, you know, we have those people that we look to, um, but it's also important to make sure that those people are giving you good advice based on, on the word and, and what we believe in and, and how that, how that thing should go, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I definitely agree. You should be careful about the mentor you you put, uh, you choose because this is your choice. Uh, I kind of have allowed God to bring those men into my life. I'm not a good, uh, I wouldn't, I say it like this. I, I don't think I would have chose them if it had just been up to me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you have to have someone that's willing to tell you the truth. Someone that's willing to look you right in the eye and say, hey, I think what you're doing is wrong. And uh, I have those men in my life. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, I think the reason I pass through the way I do is because of them. And I do believe we stand on the shoulders of great people anyway. You know, people that have gone before us, that have paved the way, made it easy for us. So these particular men have, and I'm grateful. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, so. Well, well, very true. Well, you know, um, you know, just kind of speaking about that, uh, and Courtney, thank you for what you said. I feel the same way about you. You know, um, you mentioned Shelton Reed. You know, he calls it like it is in your oh. life. I'm not familiar with him, but I'm going to look up each one of these folks. Um but uh, uh, certainly um, Courtney is very much like that in my life um, as well. You know, it, these relationships that you have don't don't start out like instantly that way. You know, they sort of evolve and you 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 have these relationships in your life and folks that you're like uh, walking life with. And, and um, it, you know, the, it's interesting how the Lord strips people. Uh, and groups away from you, <laughs> you know, unexpectedly that you don't. Uh, and then it's interesting how he grows relationships that you didn't really see coming, right. you know, would would have such meaning um, in your life. Again, I think it's like being receptive to um, posturing yourself at a point in time, a season in life to really hear the Lord. And, um, you know, like many people, when, um, and then this is so applicable in business. You know, we start out, we're gung-ho, we're like, got all this stuff we want to accomplish. And sometimes the 
the best way to accomplish and get the most done is to kind of be still and just sort of eliminate some of the unnecessary, what we thought was so necessary Mm -hmm. um, with groups and people and stuff to kind of allow the explosive to happen in our life and really be open to that. And that's a little scary, you know, ground to kind of walk in. Um, But when you do that, it's unbelievable. Um, The plan that really unfolds, that's not your plan. You know, it's really God's plan. Um, And when you have the confidence enough to walk in that and to be okay in that space, um, I think it's amazing to see what happens, you know. Well, you have um, touched so many lives. And, you know, as I was reading about, you know, just the different businesses and groups and organizations that support your and Ethel's ministries. I mean, these are not small companies, These are large companies that have large outreach. And so um, how do you stay humble with that? Because, you know, we're talking about car dealerships. We're talking about thought leaders. We're talking about um, name brand groups. And I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's pretty amazing to kind of read that quite honestly. Um, How do you stay how do you stay, you know, Donald Rucker? How do yeah, you? Yeah, well, it's easy for me because I know I didn't do it. You know, I'm just following the plan. I'm just following what God outlines. You know, uh, if there's any success, if you want to call it success, in uh, my marriage, my ministry, life is because of Him. Yeah, I dedicated my life to pleasing God. Uh, Get all choked up when I think about that. Well, I'll cry too. (laughs) (laughs) Courtney will probably cry too. (laughs) My greatest joy in life is to make sure that uh, he's pleased with what we are doing in the earth. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's it's imperative to me as a man that I get the proper information from him. So that's why I take time out of my day, the beginning of my day, to sit before him to see what do you want to do? Mm. I already know what I want to do. Yeah. Anytime what I want to do is what is not the right direction anyway. So and so I set my heart to make sure that I give him the space in my life to direct it, to tell me you know, what his plans are and what he needs me to do. And this is where I believe the Lordship comes in because in the kingdom of God, and God is God is, God is a king and he has a kingdom, there's no negotiation. It's really about what he wants to accomplish in your life and not what you want to, not what you present to him and ask him to bless is really what he wants to accomplish in the kingdom. And sometimes we get the kingdom of God mixed up with religion. and But the kingdom of God is about a structure, a plan, a purpose that he already, God has already predetermined what he wants to do mm-hmm. in my life, in everyone's life. All he needs us to do is follow the plan. And so that's what I do. And so I was speaking at a men's conference, as a matter of fact, uh, uh, just this weekend. And one of the things I was sharing with, the, sharing with them is that uh, it's, it's, it's so important that uh, I please God because I cannot afford 
that the end of this course, the end of this run, to hear him say, depart from me, I never knew you. Mm. I can't afford that. Mm -hmm. So my ego, I left my ego at the door a long time ago. It's not about Donald. It's really all about Jesus. And those connections, those partnerships are easy to maintain, manage, and cultivate because I didn't bring them into my life. He did. That's whether God whisper. I believe God talks to people in the earth about me. I believe he speaks to their heart about me because it's important that I have those people as part of the plan that he has the scripture said he would give us men for our lives and people for the vision. Well, I'm depending on him to do his part, which is to whisper to his friends and people he's connected to so that they can come alongside so that we can accomplish now whatever he has for us to do. And so it's easy for me to say, hey, it's the Lord's doing and it's marvelous in my sight. I'm not trying to build a reputation. I'm not trying to be anything uh, important uh, from the standard of the world. I'm just really trying to please Jesus. <laughs> That's oh, it. God. Real simple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So that's easy for me to stay, stay humble if we want to use that terminology. I know, I know my lane. I know my limitations. And I know why I'm here. Yeah. So. Wow. I love that. I wish I know that there are a lot of people out there that wish they had that kind of clarity. Golly, yes. Well, that clarity comes to, uh, I, I believe, when we uh, declutter our lives. There you go. Like, there you go. I, Jesus is alive. And if he is, which I believe he is, shouldn't we? be able to interact with him just like the disciples did, even though he's invisible. Because it's up to him to make the sovereign choice if he wants to reveal himself, you know, as others have proclaimed that they've seen him since his resurrection. So if he is alive, and I believe he is, then I, I take the position that there's an interaction, there's a relationship that we can have, we can, we can uh, cultivate with him that he can still direct, he can still speak, he can still, you know, uh, lead in God, just like he did the disciples. And uh, I find that many people want to, um, they want to hear the voice of men for some reason instead of the voice of their Savior. Yeah, I do believe God speaks to men, and I'm not, don't, don't get me wrong, he do use people. Yeah. But I believe if you take time, and spend time with him, men would confirm what he's already told you. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly right. Totally agree with that. Wow. Well, this has been a power-packed, you know, 35 minutes of a conversation here. I really could, and I'm feeling a little emotional uh, from the things that you've said because they hit home so, yes. so strongly. Um you speak deep truth um, just in the calmest of ways. Uh, it's just really amazing. Absolutely. How can our listeners get in touch with you? What is the best way for them to do that with you and your ministry? 
Oh, bless God. Please go to our website, uh, christiandevelopmentcenter.org. There we have uh, all of the information about the ministry, how you can contact us. Uh, the phone number is there. Our email is there. I give it to you now, too, because uh, I believe that, you know, we should be touchable to people. Yeah. You know, uh, my direct number is 909-367-9093. And uh, I do have a screening process on my phone. So if you call me now, you're not in my contact. <laughs> you will call me directly to my voicemail, but I will call you back. Uh, and so that's the best way. And of course, I email uh, right. Rucker at gmail.com, you know, but check out the website, you know, check us out, investigate. I tell people to investigate. Don't just tie into something because you heard it, but check us out, investigate, make sure that we are credible, that we're living up to what we say. And if, you know, God is leading you to uh, support a, a partner with us, then do so. Uh, I do believe we're good ground. I do believe that God is uh, uh, working in and through us. And, uh, you know, there's still yet so much he wants to do. And that is to come. Like we, we're looking to uh, purchase right now uh, apartment buildings so we can address the affordable housing issue in California. Oh, yeah. And, and I'm trusting him for the funding because I want to buy it outright because then I can determine the rent based on people's income. Mm -hmm. So and then we're looking to have uh, uh, single family homes for those who've been experiencing domestic violence and uh, uh, for women that are trying to escape that that uh, that episode in their life. And so and these are some of the things that we are doing now, because uh, I, I believe that G if Jesus was still here, he would be socially engaged. Yes. And addressing humanity's ailments and problems. Yeah. So that's what Elko and I are doing. Wow. Yeah. I love that. Uh, and absolutely, I love the fact that you really uh, encourage folks to um, check out your ministry uh, for themselves <laughs> before they just jump on a. Yeah, because I, I, I will disappoint you. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it because I don't. You know, everyone has an idea what a man of God, woman of God, is supposed to be. I am not traditional. I am kingdom minded. I do believe that Jesus is King and He governs our lives, and so uh, that's not the traditional setting in in the universe of church. And sometimes we mix that up, and so yeah. Well, anytime somebody's got expectations, you're always going to let them down because we never meet their expectations. You know, you are you are who you are, and you know you're meeting uh, folks where they need to be met. I love the fact that you're doing that in the great state of California, where you have oh, so can, can I <laughs> uh, As a matter of fact, when I get off this call, I'm uh, we are heavily involved in homelessness. Yeah. And there's an incline of homelessness among senior citizens because rent is going up and they don't they on fixed incomes and they are being evicted by the thousands. And so we are trusting God also for funding for that because, well, you know, with this, I work with the city, but the city's funding is governed by grant. Yeah. And you meet a criteria. And what Ethel and I want to do is remove those barriers. 
we want to really be able to help people without all of these guidelines and meeting up to these guidelines. And so, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, well, we could talk a lot about senior citizens because that was my background, you know, and they can't afford medication and, you know, on and on and on and on. I mean, it's just really and homelessness is rampant everywhere here in the United States. But I was um, in San Diego a couple of weeks ago and had had been in San Diego um, less than a year prior. And the homelessness is just it's escalated so much. Yeah. Uh, but but I'm seeing that everywhere we travel, you know, Courtney was just traveling. And I know, I mean, you're just seeing that also explosively. So it's an issue uh, nationally, not just globally, but nationally, you know. So what are we going to do here? We're in, a, in our own grounds. So thank you so much for your time. It has been just uh, such a gift for both Courtney and I that you would join Ladies Kicking Assets today. And um, I look so forward to uh, sharing your message with others. And gosh, I mean, you've blessed me and Courtney with your your words are pretty powerful. And so thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Oh, the privilege is all mine. Thank you guys for even thinking about me. I really do. Appreciate oh, my gosh. Yeah. To, uh, you know, to sit down and talk to me. Appreciate that. Really oh, do. Yeah. You bet. <laughs> Thanks, Courtney. I didn't read your story, but I will. Now, I didn't, yeah, I would definitely read your story. So the next time we meet, I'd be able to say, oh, that's fascinating. First story. <laughs> it's, an, it's a powerful one. Okay. Thank you again. Really appreciate it. We are Ladies Kicking Assets. Please like and subscribe. And we look forward to sharing uh, Dr. Uh, Rucker's story, uh, Pastor Rucker's schedule, uh, story out there for you. Thank you. Thank you.